0: This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by my good friend Dan Gillette. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast Okay, welcome to Behold. Uh, welcome, listener, beholder, you who are tuning in, all of those good things. Uh, we're so glad that you're, you're, you've joined us. It's going to be a really fun podcast this week. Uh, just before we get into it, this is Sean and Dan right now, um, and we have a special guest later, which we'll get to. Before we start the podcast, we just want to point out that this is uh, the last Behold episode that you will hear before Election Day, which is coming up on Tuesday. We know it's a, a big deal for a lot of people. And you know, if you've been tuning in with the, the Together series and you've been tuning in on Sundays, you've heard us talk about that. You, you know that we are trying to stay just unity-minded as a church family. You know, We have a very split crowd at BBC. We have old, young, different ethnicities and traditions, different uh, different political standings, which is great. It's a beautiful thing about God's church. So just a reminder to you guys, as we do that, we are we are committed to loving one another regardless of what we stand on the election. Now that said, uh, if you didn't see in our Sunday series and you, you haven't been tuning in, we've been doing this thing called 40 days of prayer. So for the last 30, I don't know, 34, 35 days, whatever it is, we've been posting a, a just a short prayer every single day on Instagram. Uh, pertaining to the election in in this season and really the point again is just to emphasize that we're a people that is is leaning on god we're depending on christ we're we're, we're focusing on unity in this time but also we do want to be praying for our people to be um just just prayerfully making decisions about the election we want to be praying for the candidates who are running in it, everybody affected, praying for whoever's going to become the new president, all those things. Um, So before we get started, my dear friend Daniel is going to uh, pray on those same lines and then we'll get going with the podcast.
1: Thanks, Sean. All right, Beholders, let's pray. Father in heaven, we just acknowledge you and we honor you. As king and our allegiance is is first and foremost and ultimately to you and your kingdom and while we live um on this earth and while we live uh under the United States federal government and california state government and and just all of these um different rulers and and authorities and um, and we live just in a fallen, broken world. We, we, we know that, we feel that, um, we're aware of all that, but I pray that ultimately you would just remind us that we are citizens of heaven and that is what is most important and that is what should be driving us every day. And so just we acknowledge that and we ask for you to just keep that at the forefront of our minds as we go through um, the final week of this election season. We pray for our nation and and just all the the issues that that we face, and we pray, God, for for truth to be um, held up, for Your truth to be held up. We pray that Lord, that our nation would um, would increasingly uh, turn to, to to You, Lord, um, and and that we would see You as our as our refuge and our strength and our ever present help in trouble. Um, we pray for. Just uh, all the issues that we're facing right now with with COVID and with social unrest and with um, our judicial system and and just all of the 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 stuff that is just you know permeating our 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 culture and our media and our and our thoughts and God we just know that the only answer is is turning to you and and letting. Um, your truth just reign and your peace reign and so we just pray for the election process, God. Just for um, for I, I pray that your your people would turn out and vote um, and that you would just help them to um, to do it in a way that honors you and that honors their their conviction and their worldview. And we pray for for the candidates and the leaders at all levels of government, Lord. We we understand that it's you who um, is in control and is orchestrating uh, who is in power and, and and when and and all that. And so we just surrender that to you and we ask that your will, will be done. We pray for uh, the church, both the Church Universal, the Capital C Church in America, um, but also for, for Valley Bible Church, that you would just help us be unified, that you would help us to um, just to keep the main thing, the main thing that our speech and our life and our attitudes and just how we live would, would just reflect um, the gospel and, and that that would be at the center of, of, of all of this stuff for us. Um, we want to see people come to into your kingdom. We want to see people put their faith in you. Um, that's more important to us than, than any legislation or any candidate or, or anything like that. And so, God, would you just... Um, Ultimately, what we're what we're asking for is just is just revival. We want to see um, your purposes be advanced in this country, and we are powerless to do it. Um, we're part of democracy, yes, and we get to vote, and, and that's a that's a gift from you. But at the end of the day, it's it's in your hands. Our hope is in you. It's not in any human institution, or any leader, God, or any um, legislation. Our hope is ultimately in you. And so I just pray that um you would remind us of that during this this week. We we just pray all these things, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, and just you know, listeners, just continue to be in prayer. Pray for our, our country and our people as we just truck on forward in in the year of 2020. Mm. Um, Okay. So we are in the Together series wrapping up pretty much. And this last Sunday, if you didn't tune in, Tim did a a recap on what we've been going through in Together. Um, Just kind of these three main truths that, that we were designed to care for one another, to carry each other's burdens. We were designed to grow together as his people. And we were designed to, to go through suffering and then also comfort one another um in those things. And on Sunday, um Tim had three people come come into the studio and give us just their testimonies of of what that's looked like in this in this last season of life for them. You know, how have they experienced those three things? Um, and so Dan and I were talking, and we thought it might be cool just to, talk about what we kind of took away from those testimonies. You know, they were, all three of them, so profound and so powerful. So Brad, Kim, Glenda, thank you for for making yourself available for that. Um, and so, yeah, Dan, I guess you can go first. As you listen to those three, what are some things that just kind of jumped out to you and and you took as uh, just profound or, or really useful nuggets?
1: Well, start off with, with what Kim had to share. And it was very just... I was just inspired and I connected it. A lot of what she said resonated with me. Just she just kind of shared this story of of how people had come alongside her throughout her time at VBC and helped her in some really practical ways and some really significant spiritually uh beneficial ways. And I just was like, I was tracking with her and I was like, yes, yes, that's my experience too. And 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 so I, I hoped as people were listening that 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 they were kind of engaging in that way too, and 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 thanking God and acknowledging all the ways that people have come alongside, and and maybe even sending texts to people and saying, "Man, what Kim what Kim shared made me think of you, and this is how you've helped me, and thank you." Or I was also hoping that it would kind of glaringly point out to somebody, "Wow, I haven't had that experience, and uh, let me look at why. Is there something that?" that, that I'm doing personally, that is, is not allowing me to, uh, I'm not availing myself of, of those, of those kinds of relationships. Um, now I also understand that there's some people that heard that and, and maybe it was discouraging because they, they have felt like they've put themselves out there and they haven't had that kind of connection and relationship. And if that's you, um, Sean and I want to talk to you. So just, just hit us up uh on the website that you guys can always go to VBC.online slash behold. And we would love to just help you through that because that should never be the experience that someone has being part of a VBC. Um and and the last thing I just want to point out from what Kim said was just these um, you know, she 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 was just talking about ways that she's been intentional during COVID to to send texts to people and to, to, to reach out to, to, to the people that God puts on her heart. And I just love that she said, it. it also feeds her soul, right? So as she's pouring out, as she's reaching out, as she's giving of her time and herself and encouraging other people, it's, it blesses her as well. And I hope you guys have experienced that, that there's this mutually beneficial aspect to doing life together.
0: Yeah, and you know I love um, what Kim said about how her radar is up for this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it just kind of it was ingrained to in me. My radar is up for seeing needs and care, and if I'm honest, that really kind of convicted me because my radar is not always up. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. You know, we maybe we, maybe on some level it is, but then hearing someone like Kim is all these tangible ways that she's came for people. I'm like, man, I need to step it up. And so again, if you're one of those people who Hasn't experienced that, then I apologize for all of us because our radar hasn't been up. Our radar wasn't up for you. Um, but help us get better. Like Dan said, reach out. Help us to be as a whole church community be better about having our radar up and really reaching out to those people who just need that that kind of care um, in, in in tangible ways. Yeah, that's really good, Dan. So
1: let's talk about Brad's um, testimony of just Man, this, this. He's a stud. He's such a stud. And it's so fun to have one of our own, uh, uh, you know, share. I've been trying to get Brad to share for years because I just think he's such a thoughtful guy. He's such a great communicator. And I just, I really admire his, uh, his relationship with the Lord and his pursuit of God. And, um, so good job, Brad. Thanks for representing, uh, Valley Bible worship team. Well, you did, you did good. The crazy thing is he texted me earlier later. He was so nervous, um, But he didn't seem nervous at all. Like he just seemed like, like he, like, I don't know. He seemed like a professional.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you don't know Brad um, or you've never dealt with him in this like context of public speaking or videos or anything like that, the the term humble pie comes to mind because he's so quick to be like, oh, I'm the wrong guy for this. I'm not good at this. (laughs) You don't, you don't want me up there. And then you start speaking and it's just so eloquent and so profound and so, I've heard three different people say this about you, Brad, uh, based on your Sunday time talking was that just so down to earth and authentic. Um and that's I think to echo what Dan said, that's really how you are just in your relationship with, with Christ always. You're just very down to earth and authentic about how he's working in your life. So that's enough of the the Brad pat on the back parade. We love you. Thanks for doing that. Um so Dan, actually a, he's a, he's
1: a he's a hardcore beholder too. So shout out. Brad's been with us from the beginning; hasn't missed a single episode. So,
0: so we know that he's listening and cringing right now about all this attention. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, so Dan, as you listen to Brad, what was a takeaway for you?
1: Well, just two things. I really loved how he talked about just the 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 benefit of the voice of the people. Um, and he talked about you know pre-COVID when when we're we're on stage and we're playing music and. And leading the church in praise, just to hear you all sing, and to just think, man, because I I know what you guys are going through, and I know the difficulties you're facing, and I know the just the hardship that's in the world. And when I when I hear when I look out and then when I hear um, people just praising God, you know, through the, those those difficulties and. And just acknowledging him for who he is and what he's done regardless of what we're going through it it is such a faith builder and it's such a uh like it it does that ephesians 4 thing it just it builds us up in love and so i loved how he pointed that out and i definitely resonated with that and it's been cool just to hear that kind of come back with these outdoor services we're doing so if you're coming to those outdoor services keep singing and keep singing loud if you haven't come yet come and experience it because it's just so powerful and it's something that we've really missed. Um, and then the other thing, and we're going to be talking about isolation a little bit more later on, but I just love how Brad hammered groups, groups, groups. And it was so cool to hear somebody who's not on staff, you know, who's not paid to say these kinds of things, um, just to, to say, get in a small group, get in a Bible study, go to a connect group. Um, was It was cool to hear that from a different voice.
0: Yeah, it, it was. Uh, believe it or not, people, we we don't love being the ones always having to say these things, but um, it's okay. Anyways, yeah, with Brad, you know, one thing that, again, we're going to hit this a lot in a little bit here, but it was just inspiring to hear him talk about, you know, uh, hey, I'm an introvert, but here's how I, with that, during COVID, have like worked to get creative, to stay connected, um, you know, He gave his shameless plug for this podcast, which is one of those things. But yeah, it's just, it's cool to see someone like that who is just taking initiative, you know, who is uh, recognizing, yep, I'm an introvert, but still there's needs that I have that is just the way God has made me. And so here's how I'm going to deal with them. And uh, if that's you, if you're an introvert and you're kind of resonating with that, stay tuned because we have some good nuggets for you a little bit later on in this episode. Okay. Now, um, Glenda, who is... First of all, Glenda, just thank you for your vulnerability and for your honesty. You know, we talked about this last week about the idea of how just horrifying the idea is for most people to share about really hard things in their life. And so for you to come and just before the whole church, talk about your grieving with the loss of Tyler. That's just so uh, awe-inspiring and so brave of you. So thank you. We're so grateful for for you doing that. Um. And so, so Dan, again, as you listen to Glenda share about this season for her and, and her whole family, uh, what are some things that stuck out for you?
1: I thought it was so interesting and, and so inspiring just how, you know, this is something that Glenda is, is still right in the middle of, you know, this is so, this is still very fresh and, and God is still working, working in her life and, and. Helping her process and and her family and her her church family, we're all just kind of like see, watching this unfold still. And I think I thought to myself: usually we hear these these kinds of stories years down the road, and you know what God has done is 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 a little bit clearer. And there's some hindsight, and we can look back and and think of it. And I think it's great to hear those kinds of stories too. But I just was so struck by the fact that it's just so fresh and still going on. And, you know, I was talking with, with Tim Barley, uh, the other day and, and he, he just said, I mean, there was kind of like this, like this breakthrough, um, you know, Glenda, you, you, you like kind of paved the way in some, in some ways for, for us to start to build a culture at at VBC where we can share some of these things that are, that are fresher and more vulnerable and, um, and it's it's really hard to be the pioneer and to go go ahead in that way. But but I, I just thought, man, this is a big moment for our church that that someone um, who's such a such a core member is is sharing something so fresh and vulnerable. And and I just um, I think it's open. It's going to open the door for for more conversations like this. So so thank you so much, Glenda. And you know, one of the things that that I took away that I think is going to be really helpful for me just in helping people. Um, you know, who are in grief, who are experiencing loss is just this, this, uh, this thing that she said about not expecting anything in particular when we reach out to people. And sometimes it can be really hard to, to, to know how to help somebody who's going through something like this. And it's very uh, insightful to just say, okay, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to send that card. I'm going to send that text. I'm going to, I'm going to pray and then tell them I'm praying. Um, But then we, maybe we don't hear back (laughs) or we don't get the response we're looking for. Or, um, you know, sometimes it's just, it, it doesn't happen the way that we think it should happen. And it's, it's so important for us to remember. And I'm just, I'm telling myself this. Thank you so much, Glenda. Just, you know, don't expect anything, but just keep reaching out. And, that is something that I'm just going to tuck away as, as a, as a piece of wisdom, um, so that I can be, so I can extend the comfort of Christ to those that are suffering in that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my big takeaways too. And yeah, it just kind of reminded me that a lot of times we, we act towards certain people and, you know, we only know what we know. We don't know, what we don't know. And so we expect them to react the same way that we would react. Um, and that's just so hard with trauma, especially when it's things that you haven't been through. You know, I have never lost my family mem- member in a shooting like that. So for me to, to reach out to Glenda and expect her to react how I would react, um, which might mean texting back or calling back or giving a thank you or whatever. I, I just really appreciate her honesty and, and really just correcting that view in a lot of us um, in that sometimes we um, and of course, not always, but sometimes for sure we can get into this weird trap of like we reach out to someone to care for them, but there is some element of like, it makes us feel good to do that. You know, Like mm. we kind of want that pat on the back. It's like turn. selfishly
1: motivated sometimes.
0: Yeah. And, and not belittling anything anyone ever does. Like that's not you potentially, but you know, I've been guilty of that for sure. And I think we all have at times of, of we're reaching out and we do honestly care about that person. But at the same time we want that little, like, emotional rub on the back of like oh yeah thanks for being a caring person or whatever but i just appreciate glenda's uh just poignancy in that it's not about us when we're comforting people who are going through suffering it's not about us (laughs) and not have expectations so yeah that's a big takeaway for
1: me as well um so thank you glenda on that note i also wanted to just say too there there was um, and this kind of she she pulled something up that that Jason said when he talked about this issue of suffering and comfort and and just to uh, to anticipate suffering right it's 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 a it's a part of the deal you know and I think sometimes we think oh uh, because I'm in Christ because I'm walking with Jesus I'm going to suffer less and we don't see that in Scripture that that's not the model that is laid out for us that suffering is a part of life and in many ways. We're going to suffer more because because we're aligned with Jesus. Um, we shouldn't be surprised if the world hates us. Jesus said that the the world hated him first, and so if we're with him, we 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 open ourselves up to that. But in the same way, we also can anticipate comfort from God and from His people, and that is something we can bank on as well. Um, God is never going to um, bring us into a situation where we are hurting or experiencing loss or grief or pressure or feeling overwhelmed, he's never going to allow that to happen in our lives and not provide for us the comfort that we need to, uh, to get through that and to, to grow as a result of that. And that's, that's something that is, is, you know happens on like a vertical level between us and God, but it also happens on a horizontal level with, with us and God's people. And so just being ready for that, expecting that, um, it gives us a lot of hope and it helps us think about our purpose in, in, in a more clear way.
0: Preach it, brother. Preach it. Um, yeah. Amen to that. Absolutely. And it is kind of along those lines, like thinking about Brad and Kim and Glenda and they're sharing, I guess it's just cool to see like how universal this idea of connection is. Um, cause even though they, the three of them shared in pretty specific ways about like different arenas of what connection has looked like, really it's all part of this, this bigger narrative or story of, of God's plan for his people. You know, like it, Kim and Brad and Glenda are very different people going through very different things, but for all of them, you can just see the fruit so evidently and tangibly of when they're heeding that call of, of being connected with God's people. And so, so isn't the case for all of us. Um, And so along those lines with this idea of, of connection and how it impacts us, you know, one of the ways that we don't talk about often on this podcast um, is how, especially during this together series is how connection versus isolation impacts us in the arena of our mental health how it impacts us in the arena of our anxiety and fear and and some even the physiological ways that 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 can play out. And so because of that, we thought it'd be great to have a special guest with us uh, today on the podcast. So Dan, why don't you introduce that
1: guest? Yeah. So we're really excited to, uh, for the first time ever on the podcast, to hear from uh, a good, close, personal friend of mine, uh, uh, an elder at VBC, uh, someone who actually d- uh, helped Emily and I with our premarital counseling way back in the day. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one, the only, Brent Robry. Woo! Cheering! Can you hear the cheering from from where you are, Brent? The people are going nuts.
2: I know they well. I am not, so there we go. <laughs> oh, anyway, thank you, thank you for the very nice um, uh, introduction. I, I I do appreciate that. Let me give you a little bit of kind of a uh, a Robry, um What's going on in the Robri household? Um, uh, so uh, myself and my wife um, both have been continuing to work because we are um, uh, we were we've been essential services. Um, my wife works in a, an orthodontic office, and I work at a counseling center um and um believe it or not i've been seeing clients um face to face and via telehealth um uh, my my son uh, alex is um uh doing his masters program and so he's that's changed to to be online um uh, my uh older son spencer is is working at starbucks and they've gone through a whole lot of different stuff and then my youngest son, again, is uh, believe it or not, um, delivers paint for Sherwin Williams, and that's considered an essential service. He did get some time off, um, but he's he's been working. Um, we've all been been careful um, uh, to to try to acknowledge and to try to um, meet protocols for others, regardless of of what our beliefs are, one way or the other. Um, but it's been a, it's been a very interesting. I think the word that most people use is unprecedented. Um, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, My son, Evan, said, hey, dad, you know, we're going to be in the history books. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you know, 2020 will be in the history books. I'm like, huh, yeah, I think you're right. So the Robry household is doing okay. I think the hardest part for us is um, uh, the time that we get to see uh, Susan's uh, parents has been limited because um, they're, um, they're sheltering place and they're, they're older and so we want to make sure that neither one of them um, is put at risk. So anyway, I'm excited for what's going on today and that's just a little bit about, uh, about what we're doing. So um, how can I be assistance to you gentlemen?
0: I believe they're meat cupcakes. Let's be. be... Thank
2: thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Um, So um, I work at community Presbyterian counseling centers and every so often we have a potluck. And so this is our first potluck since COVID. Um, And so um, I usually end up bringing something that is smoked because uh, that's a passion of mine. And so today, um, my good friend and uh, fellow director, Corinne, it's her birthday. So nice. Happy birthday. I, yeah. So if I got to bring some if I got to bring some meat or I got to bring a cake, I'm going to bring a meat cake. <laughs> nice. So I'm bringing in. So I'm bringing um, meatloaf cupcakes, bacon wrapped meatloaf cupcakes.
1: Wow. That sounds that sounds delicious. Save, save a couple for us. OK, let's get let's get let's get to what we're talking about here. Sean, why don't you kick us off?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you probably gathered from, from Brent's, uh, update there that he works professionally as a counselor. Um, he's trained in psychology and now he works as a family and mental counselor. And that's really interesting for us to talk with him because of that. You know, so many of these things that we're talking about in terms of community and connection and fellowship, even though we're talking in the context, talking about it in the context of this is God's plan for his people. The level two of that is that these have a lot of very tangible ramifications in our lives, you know, physical ramifications, mental health ramifications. And so we're really interested to hear from Brent, as you've been going through this Together series, um, just his impression on on how this impacts what he sees daily in the life of his people and mental health. So Brent, I guess my first question for you is from a psychology and, and mental health standpoint, how does this issue of like isolation versus connection, how does that impact mental health? And, and what have you seen in that, in that arena?
2: Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to come at this kind of a little bit of different way. Um, the first thing um, that I'm going to look at is I'm going to look at it a little bit on a spiritual level. And by that, I mean that um, God made us to be in community. Uh, God is a God of community. He is a triune God, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And in um, uh, Genesis uh, 2.18, um, after God had created this beautiful creation and man was sitting there, um, God stated, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God's intent for us would always, was always to be in community. Um, initially, um, uh, it was to be in community with him, but then because of the fall, we screwed that up, and it was Christ who put that back on track. Um, But it's it's interesting because uh, the thing that I've learned more and more about mental health is that it really echoes uh, the principles that God has given us. So I think one of the biggest uh, things that we talk about in in uh, we'll call it COVID times, um, if uh, I I might have to uh, copyright that, but um, (laughs) nonetheless, um, uh, but but there's just there's a there's an isolation. Right, um, our lives have changed dramatically. Um, uh, people don't go to work anymore. People wake up, uh, walk, get a shower, eat breakfast, and walk into their office. And so, there's, there's a even, even at work, there's, there's not communication or uh, there's, there's isolation. Um, relatives, like I was talking about, my in-laws, they're probably less than two miles away. And yet we have to be careful about the time that we spend with them because we don't want to um, put them at risk. So just isolation has become this really big thing. And it's interesting because they've done a lot of different studies about isolation before and um, uh, since COVID. And so some of the stuff that they have, uh, they've identified is that, and, and this is kind of crazy, but isolation leads to an increase um, in premature death it leads to an increase in dementia, it leads to an increase in heart disease and stroke, Um, and it leads to an increase in issues with mental health. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, And so those are studies that were done pre-COVID. In June of 2020, so it was it March, April, May, June? So that's like three months in. The CDC did a study um, of, uh, or did a did a survey of uh, five thousand four hundred and seventy respondents, and um, they uh, of those 49, uh, 40 excuse me, forty point nine percent of them um, uh, stated that they had increased mental health issues. Of that forty point nine percent. 30.9 of them said there was an increase in depression and anxiety symptoms. Of that same 40.9%, substance abuse was up 13.3%. Uh, uh, this is one that I thought was really interesting. Um, in the age group of 18 to 24, how many percent, where do you think the percentage of of, of respondents said that they had um, increased mental health issues. What would you throw a percentage at that? Huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> the way you're talking about it makes it seem like it's, it's, it's on the rise. It's a big number, probably.
2: Yeah, and you think about 11 to 20, I mean, sorry, 18 to 24 as having some resiliency and being more active and all those different things. 74.9%. Wow. 70, just, just shy of 75% reported an increase in mental health issues. So it's a big deal. Um, uh, Isolation is a big deal. It manifests itself in many ways. Um, uh, Another thing is that it increases stress. Um, uh, What do we do with isolation? I don't know. It's a good question, right? Um, We have... um, Isolation leads to depression and anxiety and all those different things. And, And I think that's why this study of Together was so timely and so important. Um, and I think even though, uh, and I think this is fair to say, that um, all of us at VBC would have loved to continue to meet face to face, but realize that that was not possible. Um, by providing the, 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 the platform uh, um, for us to meet um, uh, via um, uh, online, for us to have connect groups and such like that, those are little ways of connecting. Those are little ways of helping to fight through the isolation. Those are little ways of having to deal with the depression, um, the anxieties, uh, the, the, the stressors that, that come up. And even if it's not face-to-face, it's a break in, um, in our routine, um, and it provides us something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, Brent. I just I love the to hear from your perspective that there is this this connection between isolation and and anxiety and depression and and other you know bad mental health outcomes and and it's so interesting when when the when a secular discipline or study or you know whatever kind of scientific pursuit or you know discovers something. And then it's like, hey, you could have just read the Bible and figured that out, <laughs> you know. Like, I, I and so I love to hear from someone who's in the field and and who's 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 experiencing that. <clears throat> I'm curious if you have any any thoughts about um, how, uh, how, what what the connection is between um, anxiety, depression, discouragement, and and some of the the mental health issues that you deal with. What's the connection between that and, um? spiritual attack. And I'm just thinking about, you know, we're talking about isolation. I I think about a herd of 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 of, of animals, you know, like antelope on the plane. And and the predator, you know, the lion, is is not gonna have a good chance of of having dinner if if that whole herd is together. So what are they trying to do? They're you know, they're trying to cut out and get somebody on their own away from the herd. And then there, that that uh, antelope or whatever is way more vulnerable to the attack. Do you think any any about that you know just about the connection between spiritual warfare and attack versus um these mental health issues you see?
2: yeah, it, it's it's really interesting because there's this there's this model in psychology, which is a biopsychosocial and what I call spiritual model. And so there's a biological component to mental health. Um, there's a psychological component to mental health. There's a sociological element to mental health. And I believe that there is a strong spiritual um, aspect to mental health. And so, again, that, that, that kind of isolation um, can, can like, I love what Dan, the, 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 the analogy that Dan, can cut you away from the herd, right? And when you're away from the herd, you're vulnerable, right? And I think... Um, one of the powers of God's word is that I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but you know Sometimes my life is so busy that all I get to do is like read one verse But it is amazing how that one verse can penetrate your whole life that day. Yeah um, and I think in times like these there's a uh, there's a story in the bible where christ is walking down this road and he's Surrounded by all these different people and there's a woman who needs healing and um what the woman does, she figures that, Hey, listen, all I'm going to do, I'm going to grab, I'm going to just grab his cloak, just a corner of his cloak. I'll take it and it'll, it'll, it'll provide what it needs to. And Jesus stops the whole profession, the whole procession and says, Hey, you know, Hey, somebody touched me. Right. And I think that's kind of the attitude that we need to have. Um, I think the other thing too, just to, to, to kind of confirm what Dan says, I strongly believe that there is a spiritual attack out there. And, um, when we start focusing on self is when the spiritual attack grows when it's all about me and woe is me and you know um victor frankel who was a uh, um a survivor of the holocaust said the difference between the people that made it and the people that did not was hope right and where is our hope our hope is in christ um and i think when, when our world gets dumped, sometimes we lose, uh, we, we lose our routines, we lose our focus, right? And one of the things that I think that, that, that we can lose is we can lose that connection with Christ. And so now not only are we isolating from, from loved ones and from friends and from work colleagues, but now we start isolating from Christ. And when that happens, then we are open for attack. Um, and it, how does the attack manifest itself? it can manifest itself in in, in anxiety and in depression, in um, marital strife, stress, all the different things that we've talked about.
0: Wow, that's that's profound. And and just crazy to think about like, because um, some of these things we've been talking about on the podcast for, for weeks and weeks now, the idea of just our, our, our tying to Christ and really turning to him as our source for a lot of these things. But man, just pairing that with some of those statistics you gave and some of those studies, it's just, it feels very tangible and, and alarming in that way. You know, we've been talking about a lot in the context of like, yeah, your, your, your attitudes can shift and you can become um, unfocused and, and your prayer life can suffer. But to hear on, on your end of things like, man, heart disease, depression, anxiety, dementia, that like those are su- such tangible, terrible things. Um, and it really puts a, a, a heat under your butt a little bit on this issue of just, are you spending time with Christ? Um Brent, I'm gonna throw you a little curveball here and put you on the spot for a second. If you had to just <laughs> yeah if you can't on zoom he's he's he batter up position um if you had to just throw out a ballpark number uh, of what you see and obviously it's a spectrum, but what would you guess as far as the the percentage of people who categorize themselves as introvert or extrovert like what's the split like do you think
2: yeah? So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Um, so there's, uh, there's extroverts, there's introverts, and then there's another terminology that they've come up, which is an omnivert. Um, which um, kind of the way that just to give a little um, psychoeducation around that, what an extrovert is, is someone who gets energy and gets filled up by being with people. What an introvert is, is someone who needs to kind of pull away to get filled up and, and, um, and rejuvenate. And an omnivert can do both. It depends. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I am. There's sometimes when I need to get away and there's sometimes when I need to be with people to gain, to gain energy. So in, in general, you know, I honestly think that it's probably a 50-50 split between those that are uh, extroverts and introverts. And I know that doesn't allow for omniverts, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, kind of somewhere in there. And the thing that I think that's really interesting is um, it has been my experience that the people who say that they're introverts are struggling more with the isolation than some of the people that are extroverts.
0: It's so funny because I was about to ask you, um, because I I thought you were going to say something like that, you know, 50-50 split-ish. And it's interesting just holding that up against that statistic you gave of 18 to 24s. 75% of them are saying they're struggling more with mental health. Which means, presumably, that even the people who say that they're introverts—that's that when they thrive—are still categorizing themselves as struggling with mental health. So I guess, like, my question to you is: You know, during quote-unquote COVID times, I've heard this from several people. Just this this notion of, oh, I'm doing great. I'm an introvert. I love this time. You know, I don't mm. need to be with anybody. This is great. I'm an introvert. And there's parts of that that I can totally identify with. Like, I think I'm like you, Brent, an, an omnivert in some ways. Um, but I guess my question is, do you think that that's totally honest? Like, do you think that some of those introverts are not being totally honest when they say, oh, I don't need to be with anybody ever? Um, and then follow up to that, be like, what would you say to those people? What's the advice we can give someone who says they're an introvert, but is also struggling with isolation and, and how can they balance those two things
2: out? Yeah, wow, that's a really good question. Um, I think for the most part that they are being honest, but there's more to the question. So <clears throat> uh, there are very few introverts um, that want to be isolated and alone, right? They, 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 want to be around fewer people Um, uh, for example my wife is is an introvert um, and she has no problem kind of um uh, staying home and, and that's okay but if she was the only one home for an extended period of time that would not sit well with her right and so I think the question isn't so much of or or their response isn't so much, oh, I'm an introvert. It's great and fantastic. It's great and fantastic, but there's more, right? Again, kind of like what we talked about. We want to be in community. Maybe my community is one person right? versus 10 or 15. But we still we were made to be in community, and so um, Sean, I love the way that you picked up on that um, on that statistic, and, um, and 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 looked at it. And I think it's um, I think you're right. You know, if you look at those 18 to 24s, and if it is a 50 50 split, at best, you know, 25 of introverts are struggling with with um, with mental health issues, which I think is is higher. Um, yeah. So I hope that answered the question.
0: You know, I I think he does for sure. And kind of my takeaway from your answer is, is for people to do some deeper thinking about what their shape is. Um, you know, some people haven't thought that much about it, how did God create me? And am I more introverted? Am I more extroverted? And with that knowledge, what do I do with it? You know, sometimes people just kind of leave it at that. Um, but what I'm hearing from you is, hey, even if you're introverted Think harder about what kinds of community you do need. Uh, maybe it's a one-on-one mentoree or just a coffee meeting kind of thing. Uh, maybe it's something different than that typical picture of of community. Um, Dan, you look like you have a follow up here.
1: Well, yeah, it's just the the just to to comment on that. There's regardless of your personality or or however you're wired, God's design for the church stands. It's it, God's design for the church that we we are to grow together and uh, suffer and comfort each other um, and that we're designed to love and care for each other. Like that design doesn't change whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or an omnivert or whatever. Um, and so I just love how um, we're, we're talking about it in a way that's like in these times we have to, Be we have to think really diligently. I think there's a lot of creativity and determination. Something we keep saying a lot on the podcast is like these things that God has laid out for us as the church don't stop just because we're in this weird era. We just have to think about it in in some different ways, and sometimes um, we have to be like that woman that reached for Jesus. We we sometimes the the community and the the people aren't gonna find us. You know, sometimes we gotta go f- seek them out. And that can be really difficult. And we uh we recognize that. But if we think about it in terms of just like uh survival and 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 even beyond that, like thriving. Like I need to be not only connected to Jesus, but I need to be connected to his people. And I just think that is such a, a crucial thing for us to to be drilling down on. Um, yeah. So, uh, super grateful Brent for, for your time and just for, for everything that you have been sharing with us. Is there anything else that you kind of want to leave us with? Cause I know you've been tracking through this series with us and I'm sure you've been thinking about it, you know, in terms of like looking at it through the lens of your profession is there any little thing, any nugget that you want to leave us with, something that's impressed you or that's been just kind of rattling around in your brain ever since we've been going through this series that would be helpful to share with the people?
2: Yeah, um, uh, So there's something I want to share, and then there's a, a little insight that I was thinking of when you guys were talking. So one of the things that uh, that the Together series has talked about is that as a as a church, Um, uh, we are a body and Christ is the head of that body. And it takes all these different integral parts to make that body, whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert, whether you're an omnivert, whether you're a musician, whether you're somebody who works in the kitchen, whether you're somebody who works who at, at, at whatever, right. Um, that it was always God's plan that we work as a community. It's always God's plan that we, find, um, that we find something to fight off isolation. Um, it was always God's plan to provide his son to die and to be raised again so that we can be a part of a body and we can be together and we can be connected. And I think, um, I think for me, the biggest thing, the greatest healer... Um, the greatest strength is uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is only given through, uh, the power, through Christ's death and resurrection. And so, you know, when we are in despair, where do we go? We got to go back to his word. When we are in despair, where do we go? We go to his church. When we are in despair, where do we go? We go to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and that can give us that lifeline that can get us through the anxiety, that can get us through the depression, that it can get us through these different things. And I also want to say, too, that if those things are too big, if they feel too heavy for you, um, C.S. Lewis in his books, Mere Christianity, talks about um, uh, psychoanalysis, and more, uh, psychoanalysis and morality. And what he talks about, and this is what I believe about about counseling and therapy, is that Um, we don't provide healing. What we provide is an openness to take off suits that we've put on in order to protect ourselves. Um, And why do we want to take those suits off? We want to take those suits off so that we can step into the wonder that God has made us as men and women in Christ. And we can function in that way. And sometimes there's trauma. Sometimes there's hurt. Sometimes there's stressors. Sometimes there's all these different things that we cover ourselves um, and, and we don't allow Christ to work in our lives. And so that's kind of what I look at as therapy. Therapy is an <clears throat> opportunity to unburden. Um, my therapy verse is Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, and it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off all that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race more." Mirac- the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And that's what I look at therapy is. It helps you to throw off all the hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So then what? So that you can run the race with perseverance. And so I feel like the Together series has been something that has talked about us as a body, that has been talked about how um, we can encourage each other. And I love, uh, I, I can't remember if it was a Sean or Dan, but in, in, in strange situations, we can't just sit there and go, okay, well, we can't do that. We got to keep thinking about ways to kind of make this happen. Um, and, you know, Zoom, profi- Zoom profiles, different online things and stuff like that um, have been great. Think about if this happened 20 years ago, what would it look like? And so um, we don't know. And so to just to be open and to be honest and to utilize what we have in, in the hope that we will be meeting together soon and that pretty soon masks will be off, um, we'll be able to hug and all those things. But for right now, this is where we're at. Um, and the thing that I wanted to, uh, just kind of an observation, you know, we were talking about introverts, extroverts, omniverts. Do you ever think about what was Adam? We don't know, <laughs> That's right? interesting, yeah. But what did God say? He said, it is not good for man to be alone. So I will provide a helper for him. So whether you're an introvert, an omnivert, an extrovert, God is sitting there and telling you, it is not good for you to be alone. And I will provide a helper for you. And where can that helper come, come from? It can come from a body believer. It can come from our faith family.
1: That's beautiful. Thank wow. you, Brent, so much, man. We really appreciate it.
0: Just before, uh, before Brent signs off here, I just want to give a, a plug here. Um, you know, Brent touched on it briefly but i think a lot of us think of therapy as um you know just the stigma of oh that's for the messed up people or oh i don't need therapy just that that kind of mentality um but i just want to to point to what i point out what he said about the, the the purpose of therapy can can be to just help remove these masks that we have on or these shields to protect ourselves because so often we don't some of us aren't super emotionally aware a lot of times we don't know why we're reacting to things in certain ways so just want to give a quick shameless plug therapy is such a beneficial tool in your life you know just to speak from my own experience patty and i have an amazing marriage i love every second of being married to her and and our time in in marriage counseling, just to work on some communication habits and all that stuff has been hands down the most beneficial couple hours we've spent in those windows together. So I just want to give a big, big shout out. If you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, "Man, maybe I haven't thought a lot about how God made me, or maybe that's kind of resonating with me. I think I'm an introvert, but I'm really struggling with some of these things we just listed out maybe you have things going on in your marriage or your family reach out to Brent at CPCC he would i'm sure be be honored and would love to help you identify and then work through those those masks that he mentioned
1: yeah and, and Sean just mentioned it really quick but but tell tell everybody where they can they can get connected with your with your center what's the best way to, for them to reach out to you Brent
2: yeah so uh, uh, i think the best way would be to go online and look up CPCC San Ramon. So it's Community Presbyterian Counseling Center, San Ramon. We are a clinical counseling center that is faith-based. So we do counsel from a biblical worldview, but as much of that as you want, that's up to you. Um, We do have opportunities for people that are financially um, finding difficulty um, through our deacons fund. Um, But call in. We have uh, a wonderful lady that you'll meet on the phone. Her name is Chris, and she'll take... um, She'll take an intake and she'll talk with you. And that's where the first opportunity comes. And, and um, I, love, I love, first of all, Sean and Dan, thank you for that. And, and kind of, um, I'm going to date myself here, but that's OK. Um, <laughs> there was a commercial that used to, that was the Fram oil commercial, right? And um, the, the, the saying was, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Um, life is hard. Life is getting increasingly more hard. Marriage is hard. It's wonderful and it's great. Um, and I, I can't think of any better relationship this side of heaven that I have with my wife, but it's hard work. And my encouragement to y'all would be to don't wait till it's too late. Come in, change your oil filter rather than changing your engine. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's so much cheaper. Um, uh, and it's and so, much, so, so much, such a greater value and, and I love what Sean said and we, we can all use a little tune up every now and again. So anyway, thank you gentlemen for allowing me to be here and to be able to uh, share some thoughts. I hope, uh, I hope that I've been able to talk to some people that are out there and know that we do, we do love and we do care for you. And um, again, we're looking to see you all face to face as soon as we can.
1: That's right. All right, Brent, you better get back to your meat cupcakes. Go check on those babies.
2: Save All right. one for Thanks me. gentlemen.
1: All right, Brent. We love you. Thank you.
2: Love you guys too. Thanks for doing this. Yeah,
1: it was fun. All
2: right. Bye.
0: All right. Out there listener. I hope that you got as much from that as I did, because that was so enlightening and helpful for me. Um, and I really appreciate Brent's expertise uh, in this way, but also, I don't know if you count on this, but just his expertise paired with his love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, really inspiring to see in that way. And you know, we're gonna leave it here with the podcast because there's just so many nuggets to chew on but again like Dan and I said in the beginning um you know if you're if you fall into this category of maybe people missed you their radar wasn't up and you needed care or you still need care or maybe you're that person who, sees themselves as a, as an isolationist introvert or something like that, uh, please reach out because we would love to be a part of, of your story and how God uses his people to, to keep you connected, um, and engaged.
1: All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys. Um, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you'd like more information about Valley Bible Church or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online/behold. Catch you guys next week.